So the series title this month is uh, Pure Heart. Uh, Pastor George opened up and talked about uh, if we want to maintain a, pure, a heart of purity, we need to leave the past in the past. Brother George spoke last week, and he talked about purity of thoughts and how the battle starts in our minds and with the thoughts. Um, tonight, I want to speak about forgiveness and repentance. Um, if we want to have a pure heart, we need to live a life of forgiveness, and we need to have a heart of repentance. Uh, so let's pray. Let's pray tonight. Father, we just thank you, God, for just for your presence already, God. We thank you for all that you're doing, God, in our church, in our lives, individually, God, in our lives, corporately, God. God, I just thank you for this opportunity to be up here, God. It's not something I take lightly, God. I know it's only because of you, God. God, I pray that your word would come forth with boldness, God. God, I pray, God, that we would receive your word with joy and with gladness, God, in our hearts, God. God, I just thank you for all that you're doing, God, all that you've done, even now, my God. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Tonight's text is going to be out of Psalms 51, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. Uh, it reads like this in the New King James. It says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Uh, here we see David uh, in a place of repentance. He's pleading with God, God, forgive me of my sins. God, forgive me for, for what I did. I want to talk about forgiveness first. Okay, uh, Forgiveness, it's not easy. It's not easy to forgive somebody that has uh, done something wrong to us, to our family, to our kids. Moms, moms know that. Mess with your kids, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So we have the choice. We have the choice to forgive and we have the choice not to forgive. That choice is ours. So I want to take a look at Joseph's life. And we're going to see uh, a perfect example of, of forgiveness. Joseph's brothers hated him. He was the youngest of the brothers. They hated him. They were jealous of him. Plotted to kill him. Sold him into slavery. And he ended up in prison. How many of us can say that we can keep a pure heart after that happens? That would be tough to do. Not impossible, but tough. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we respond to situations when it comes our way, whether it has to do with our marriage, our finances, our jobs, our family, no matter what it is, how do we respond to these things? Do we let it affect our relationship with God? Do we pull back? Do we start saying, what's the point of praying? What's the point of, of reading? What's the point of even coming to church sometimes? Right? If we're honest with ourselves, there may be even times where we just want to give up and throw in the towel, right? Do we pull back from serving or do we press in and do we keep serving even more? Do we allow these things to pull us back from the will of God or do we say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this even more now. Because this is happening in my life, now I want to serve even more. I want to be available even more or do we pull back and say, I don't want to do this anymore. It's something we all have to ask ourselves. Through all that Joseph went through, he kept a pure heart. 
And he was confronted with a choice to forgive or not to forgive his brothers. So I want to look at uh, Genesis 50 and 15 through 21. Here we're going to see the condition of Joseph's heart when it comes to his brothers. It says, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us. He may actually repay us for the evil that we did to him. So they were already expecting revenge, right? They were expecting revenge from, from Joseph. They were expecting Joseph to hate him, hate them. And they were expecting to be repaid for the evil they'd done to Joseph. It goes on to say, they sent messengers to Joseph, saying, before your father died, he commanded, saying, thus, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. How many know when we go through situations or circumstances, trials, tribulations in our life, what the enemy meant for evil? God turns it around for good, right? Even though at the time we may not see it that way, when we're going through it, we may not see it as, God, you're going to do something. But we trust God and we believe by faith. But we have to keep a pure heart and we will see God move in any situation, in any circumstance, just like he did in, in Joseph's life. He'll take us from the pit to the palace if we keep a pure heart. So here we see Joseph had the perfect chance to get revenge, right? He was in high authority. He was Potiphar's right-hand man. His brothers are coming to him. He had the perfect opportunity to say, you know what? You guys don't deserve forgiveness because of what you did to me. You don't deserve forgiveness, right? And how many, how many know that we can, we can feel that way sometimes towards others? We could say, you know what? You messed up. You, you did this and that to me. You don't deserve forgiveness. But God wants us to forgive. It goes on to say, now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is how Joseph responded, with a pure heart, with forgiveness in his heart. And he responded and comforted them and spoke kindly to them. After all of the things that they did to him, he still comforted them and he still spoke kindly to them. He had the perfect opportunity to say, you know what? This is my, this is my chance to get revenge or pay them back for what they did to me, but he didn't. You might say in here, you don't know what that person did to me. You don't know how they treated me. You don't know what they did to me, the wrong that they did to me. And you're right. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through, but God knows. God knows. God never said forgiveness will be easy. Forgiveness is not easy. But he does say if we want to be forgiven, we need to forgive. All right? I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you a little story uh, about something that I went through in my life. 
when it comes to forgiveness. Uh, and it was something that, it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do, to be honest. Early in my salvation, uh, you know, I grew up, I didn't grow up too good, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm sure most of us here, you know, had things that we went through growing up. Um, but I grew up without my, my biological dad. Uh, I don't know if, you know, I'm sure there's people here maybe that have gone through the same thing. You grow up without your biological dad, and you grow up with a lot of feelings of hurt and resentment and anger and bitterness and, you know, rejection and all these things that you go through, right? I grew up with a, a stepdad. We didn't get along. A lot of things we went through, you know, we didn't get along. Um, but early in my salvation, I remember God saying, you need to forgive. You need to forgive them. And I fought it. I said, I'm not forgiving them, God. Why should I have to forgive them? What, after what they did to me, I'm not forgiving them. It's not going to happen. So I fought it for a long time. But I was always asking God, man, God, I want more. I want more, God. And I felt like I was in like a little house, like where the roof is like right here, and you can't stand up. That's how I felt. I felt like I couldn't go any further unless I forgave them. And for a long time, I fought it. I fought it. I said, I'm not going to do that because of the anger and the, the hate that I had towards them. But finally, I gave up. I said, okay, God, I surrender. I'm going to do it, you know. And those were two of the hardest phone calls I ever had to make, man. I'll be honest. Those were the two hardest phone calls I ever had to make. And I remember calling my biological dad, and I said, um, I said, I just... I, w I want to call you, and this is something that God wanted me to do, um, and I need to forgive you. I forgive you for all the things that went, on, that went on, for you not being there. I forgive you for everything. And then God told me something during that phone call. He said, now I want you to ask for forgiveness. And then I said, what? Ask for forgiveness? What did I do? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it was one of those things like, I bind you, Satan, right? <laughs> but I know that wasn't Satan. I know it was God because... God, God wants us to forgive. Um, so even at that time, I just said, okay, I'm not even going to fight it. I'm not even going to fight it. I'm, I'm just going to do it, you know. And I asked my, my dad, I said, you know, I want you to forgive me for if there was anything I did. Because God wanted to heal that part of my life. God wanted to heal that part. And it's the same with, with, with us. God wants to heal it. I called my, 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 my stepdad and uh, I did the same thing. And, uh, you know. I can honestly say that I'm, I have forgiven them because I don't have any feelings of anger towards them when I see them. I mean, I can carry a conversation with them. And, I mean, our relationship didn't improve. Nothing changed in our relationship. But I can tell you this, if I do ever see them, and when I do see them, there's no anger, there's no bitterness, there's no animosity, there's nothing there. God completely healed it. And that's what God wants to do in our lives if we just... Keep a pure heart. We have to forgive. That was, that was tough. That was tough. So I want to look at repentance now. Repentance uh, is something that we should be doing every day. There's times where we can take forgiveness for granted and we can say, that's yeah, okay, God will forgive me. God will forgive me for this. It's not that big of a deal. We can try to justify our sins by saying, ah, it's, it's something small. It's, you know, God will forgive me. We can try and brush it off. We can say things like, that's just the way I am. 
That's who God, that's who God made me to be. This is just, this is, this is me. This is the way I am. Church, we live in a world where we are constantly being bombarded with things that go against the word of God. Um, social media, that's a big one. That's a big one. There's so many so-called influencers uh, right now on social media and, you know, all over the place. We're constantly being bombarded with things that go directly against the word of God. And it's up to us to be vigilant um, in these areas, especially in the area of social media. And I'm speaking for myself. Um, these influencers, some of them even proclaim to be uh, followers of Christ. And they want to twist the very word of God. It's up to us to be vigilant on what we allow in our ears, what we listen to, what we watch, the music, the movies, how we act, how we speak, even for things that we allow in our homes. Uh, just, just recently, uh, you know, I, I, I know God, God is so good, man, because he warns us and he shows us things not to condemn us, but to protect us. Not only us, but our kids. If, I, I just want to say this real quick. If there's any parents in here that your kids aren't saved and you're praying for your kids to get saved or any watching online and you're praying for your kids to get saved, don't give up. Don't give up. I can tell you because... I'm a, I'm a product of that. I'm a product of that. My, my mom and my stepdad went to uh, church for a long time and prayed for me. And it didn't happen right away. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen right away, but it happened. And, and I know it was because God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. If we do not give up, if we keep a pure heart, God will answer your prayers. So like I said, we have to be vigilant in, which, in things we watch, things we, things we say, how we say. Those are things that we have to repent of because we have to keep a pure heart in the way we speak to our spouses, to our kids, even at work. Even at work, I've, I've worked with uh, some people that they are Christians and they go to church. But when you see them at work, it's a totally different thing. You would never know that they were Christians because of the way they treat their employees, because of the way they, they treat the people that they work with. It makes you kind of guess, like, are, are they Christian? Are, if, if you didn't know them, you would think, I don't think they're Christian because of the way that they speak. Those are things that we have to repent of. We have to come to God with the heart of repentance and asking God, forgive me, God. Forgive me of my sins. God, forgive me. I don't even... See, forgiveness is something that sometimes we can take for granted. And we can say, yeah, God will forgive me. But repentance, repentance should be an attitude of, I don't even want to sin against God. I don't even want to sin. I want to live my life uh, a pure. I want to have a pure heart. The Bible says to be holy for I am holy. Right? How many know that Jesus is coming soon? We can see it. 
We see it in the world we live in. We see it in, in the news, in politics. We see it in, even in the church. God is exposing a lot of things that are taking place in the church. And we, there's no time, like Pastor Danny said in Long Beach, there's no time to play patty cake in the house of God, right? Time for games is over. God wants us to get real and to get right. And, and you, we can see it because time is, is, there's no time for it. Things are just happening so fast. So fast things are taking place. The Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. We have to keep our hearts pure, church, by living a life of repentance and forgiveness. We cannot let things go by. We cannot let situations go by. We cannot harbor unforgiveness in our hearts because it turns to resentment. It turns into anger. It turns into hate. It turns into bitterness. We have to come to a place where we say, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. God, I repent. And we have to forgive others. We can't let those things just go on. We have to be quick to forgive. Repentance is a turning away from sin, disobedience, or rebellion, and a turning back to God. In a more general sense, repentance means a change of mind or a feeling of remorse or regret for past conduct. True repentance is a godly sorrow for sin, an act of turning around and going in the opposite direction. This type of repentance leads to a fundamental change in a person's relationship to God. How many know that's true? When you see somebody that you know that they're carrying unforgiveness, it shows. It shows. It shows in, in, in their actions. It shows in the way they speak. You can tell when somebody hasn't forgiven, truly forgiven, when that's all they continue to talk about, when that's all they continue to bring up. The situation that happened maybe months ago, maybe years ago, maybe days ago, but they continue to bring it up. They continue to talk about it because they haven't really forgiven they haven't truly forgiven whoever it was or whatever happened. In looking at repentance, I want to look at three things. First thing is we must acknowledge that God is merciful. We need to show mercy to others. Right? Matthew 5 and 7 says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So if we want to obtain mercy, we have to show mercy. If we want to receive mercy, we have to give mercy. It doesn't matter who it is or whatever the situation is, we have to be merciful. God calls us to be merciful. Before salvation, when maybe we're in the world, mercy could be looked at as a weakness. If you show mercy, that means you're weak, Right? But in the kingdom of God, it's not that way. God says to be merciful so you can have mercy. How many are thankful for God's mercy? Right. We need God's mercy every day of our lives. Lamentations 3, 21 through 24 says this. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. 
Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. Without God's mercies, we'd be consumed, right? We wouldn't even be here right now without his mercy. Every day, his mercy is new. That's what the Bible says. Every day, God's mercy is new. And every day, we need God's mercy. Every day. Second thing I want to look at is we need to acknowledge and confess our sins to God. Proverbs 28 and 13 says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. That word forsake can also mean to renounce or give up. Church, that's a dangerous place to be if we're trying to cover our sins. That's a very dangerous place to be because we cannot cover our sins from God. No matter what we do, our sins cannot be covered from God. We need to be honest and we need to be upfront with God and we need, to, we need to confess our sins to God so that we can be forgiven, we can be helped, we can be strengthened. God hears our cry for forgiveness. We don't serve a God who closes his ears off to us. God hears our cries. When we come to him with a pure heart, asking for forgiveness, Psalms 130, 1 through 5 says this, Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who can stand? None of us could stand if that was the case. But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. When we confess our sins, God hears us. His ears, the Bible says, his ears are attentive Thank God for that. He, he, he just pays attention to us, right? <laughs> he doesn't shut us, shut us off. You know, like maybe we could say in marriage sometimes, you know, we, we don't pay attention or we don't, you know, we're so preoccupied with something even when our kids are, are like, mom, mom, dad, dad. And we're so preoccupied with other things that we don't hear. God is not that way. When we come to God, he hears us. In Genesis 6, 5 says, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Before salvation, that's all we did was think evil thoughts, right? How can we get over on people? How can we burn people? How can we, you know, do this or that or whatever it was? That was a constant thing. We didn't know any better. Sometimes that's just the way we grew up. Those are the things, that's the, that's the lifestyle that we grew into, depending on, on how it was. Our thoughts were always evil, always evil. 
now that we know better, those thoughts shouldn't be evil continually, right? Jeremiah 24, 7 says, says this, then I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. Church, this is the way we should be living our lives. Returning to God with our whole heart. God wants our whole heart. He doesn't want a piece of our heart. He doesn't want part of our heart. He wants our whole heart. This whole month we've been looking at talking about a pure heart. How many know God is looking for men and women after his own heart, just like David? The Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. And God is searching for men and women after his own heart to do his will. Does that mean we're perfect? No. We're not perfect. But we continue, we continue to seek God with a pure heart, with forgiveness and repentance part of our lives. In the book of Samuel, we're speaking about David in this text. In the book of Samuel, David was to be anointed to be the next king. And the Bible says that he went to the house of Jesse, started going through all of Jesse's sons to see who would be, God was going to tell him, this is going to be the next king. So he starts going through the sons one by one, right? Nope, it's not this one. Not that one. In 1 Samuel 16, 17, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Church, sometimes we get caught up in the outward appearance. But sometimes it's not who the people really are. We know people by their heart. We know people by their heart. And that's what God looks at. God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the outward appearance. He doesn't look at how big we are, how strong we are. He doesn't look, like, doesn't look at any of that. He looks at the heart. There may be people in here that... See, David was overlooked. David was overlooked because of his physical appearance. He was a small guy. He was out tending sheep. And there may be people here who have been overlooked in the past. I see, I see our young adults, man, and I see uh, the talent, the talent that they have, man, and, and it encourages me. It encourages me because... I wish I had half the talent they had, especially the musicians. And I see the talent that they have. And sometimes they might feel like they've been overlooked by man. David was overlooked. But the Bible says that God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the outward appearance. 
And the young adults in here, if you've ever felt that way, I just want to encourage you and just let you know that God sees your heart. God sees your heart. He wants to use you guys, and he already is. I mean, our worship is amazing. It's amazing just to see all the things that are taking place here from the uh, media, the creative team, the worship team, and everything that the young adults are doing. I thank God for that. I thank God for you guys. I thank God for the young adults. And I see... I see God's calling on your life. Don't allow the, the enemy to infiltrate your mind or your hearts with all the things that are going on in this world because the devil will come in and he'll make it look like if it's real, like if it's right with God, like if it lines up with the word of God. But not all the time it's like that. <clears throat> the devil's he's deceptive. He's deceptive. And we live in a world right now where people want to call good evil and evil good. They're twisting the very word of God. If we can have the worship team come up. Church, we need to ask ourselves, what does God see when he looks at our hearts? What does God see when he looks at our hearts? Does he see unforgiveness? Does he see bitterness? Does he see anger? Jealousy? Or does he see a heart of forgiveness? Does he see a heart of repentance? Of love? Of compassion towards others? Church, we've got to ask ourselves, do we have a heart of stone or do we have a heart of flesh? Do we have a heart that says, God, whatever you want to do in my life, God, I'm here. Use me. Church, we have to have a pure heart, a heart of unforgiveness, a heart of repentance. Is it easy? No, it's not easy, church. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. With God, all things are possible, right? Church, your heart is not who you are. Your heart is who you are, not your outward appearances. Like we read earlier, God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at outward appearances. He doesn't look at who you are on the outside, but he looks at your heart. He looks at our hearts. Church, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the circumstances you're in right now. I don't know the troubles you're facing. But I do know that we serve a faithful God. We serve a God who cares. The Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And if you keep your heart right, you keep your heart pure, you let go of the unforgiveness and you repent. God will do miracles in your life, in your situation. You will see, just like Joseph did, 
God continued to do miracles in his life. God continued to use him. God continued to take him from glory to glory. Church, I pray that this message encouraged you. I pray that if there's any unforgiveness, that you would give it to God. Any bitterness, that you would give it to God. Like the Bible says, David said, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. That should be our prayer, church. We don't want to have a hard heart. We don't want to have a heart that is not pure. We want to have a pure heart. We want to hear those words, right? Well done, my good and faithful servant. We want to live our lives. We should want to live our lives to please God. That should be our ultimate goal. God, I want to live my life pleasing to you. Not to man, but to you, God. Because God sees our heart. God sees whatever's taking place in our heart. God sees it.